0: All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com
1: slash switch.
0: Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG.
1: Well, up the wires. It's a slogan both uh, Chris's political parties could only dream of coining. Heard in every corner of New Zealand, the warriors of generated. A hype train that is honestly quite hard to believe It raises some interesting questions About rugby league here in New Zealand Where is the sport at in our consciousness As a country Has it been a sleeping giant And can this translate to participation And engagement in the code Or is this more about the Warriors brand And the NRL's luster uh, They're questions we uh, don't really need to answer I, I suppose But uh, are well worth asking To make sure what is happening to uh, up the waz and making sure whatever it is could be bottled and capitalised on. Now, the man responsible for maybe doing that is uh, Greg Peters. He's uh, the CEO of New Zealand Rugby League. Uh, he's been good enough to join us this morning. Uh, thanks, Greg, for your time.
0: Good morning, Smithy. Ple- absolute pleasure.
1: You've worn a number of hats uh, over the years in a number of different uh, sports, uh, Greg, and this uh, this is almost like a phenomenon, this up the waz. What have you made of it?
0: Oh yeah, it's it's absolutely fantastic. Uh, I don't think we've seen it quite like that uh, in sport in New Zealand, in any other team in New Zealand, or perhaps even further afield. Um, for all the years and the loyal fan base that the Warriors fan base have had, and and the loyalty throughout the tough times, and now now into this sort of heyday, is is amazing. Um, as I say, you, don't, you probably only see it in English football where you, you might turn up every year hoping your team's going to win the premiership, but never quite knowing that perhaps they're not. And for so many years, that's been the Warriors, but now they're in the in the ace to the final, which is fantastic.
1: Does it mean uh, that Rugby League is a bit of a sleeping giant in this country, um, or is it just a, a WAS phenomenon, as, as, as simple as that? Because... Um, probably, I mean, at a time too. We're, we're going for a rugby world cup here, a cricket world cup round the corner, uh, and this is certainly number one on the agenda.
0: Yeah, look, I, I think it's it is a sleeping giant, absolutely, and that's not only just because of my current role, obviously, but what what the Warriors do for for the game is they're the shot front window um, for rugby league in this country week in week out when when we don't have the the other competitions that some of the codes do have. In a professional sense so uh, you know to have them performing as they are now is really good for rugby league um, not only in New Zealand I might add I think it's also good for Australia and the NRL um, it, our numbers uh, are through the roof um, this year on back on last year not only because of the Warriors but they are they are a big part of um, you know everyone talking about rugby league and talking about how great the game is and and people wanting to play the game so yeah, we're seeing really strong growth in numbers year on year, um, which is really positive. And and of course, with the Warriors having been in Australia for two years through COVID, that 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 hurt us, uh, I think, um, because it, they just weren't visible. And now they're back, and they're 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 back in 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 uh, in a much bigger way than 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 we perhaps thought they would be. So a fantastic year.
1: Clearly, uh, there's a, a stronghold of rugby league uh, in the South Auckland area, uh, Auckland in particular. But just how far-reaching, I mean, how country-wide is Rugby League in terms of its participation and growth these days?
0: Yeah, look, that's a really good question because many people would think it's South Auckland-centred, but um, this year, for the first time in our our National Secondary Schools competition that had 40 teams uh, up from 24 last time it was played, um, St Thomas's from Christchurch won that. Um, which is the first time in 20 years that a team outside of Auckland's won that tournament. Um, last week you saw uh, Otago knock over Canterbury um, in, down in the South Island in our Premiership. So, as I said before, our numbers are 20% up year on year, which is massive. And in the Rangatahi or youth, youth 13 to 18 sort of bracket that's 25% up and women and girls 35% up. So when you look at all those, you start to think, well, that's the, the dial's certainly turning for rugby league uh, in this country.
1: So how does that happen, Greg? When, uh, and all under, uh, my understanding is that the very few schools around the country uh, actually, um, I, I won't say encourage rugby league, but how's rugby league to that extent? I mean, uh, how many of those players, for instance, playing rugby league are uh, dual coders? In other words, they play rugby as well.
0: Yeah, there are a number of those. Um, there's a number of Auckland schools that do that too, and they might drop out of the one A or the first fifteen competition up here, and then field a team, and and it will a, a lot of rugby players into our secondary schools comp. Um, but that's not that's not every school by any any stretch of the imaginations. So there are you know the the, the the traditional rugby league schools as well that are playing, um, and the more we see that, uh, the more we see the the ability of players to switch codes that's that's not all bad in my view it's just providing kids with an opportunity to play a game that they love
1: ho, okay that leads to uh the, the, the obvious question i guess and is how does your body the nz rugby league um how are you able to piggyback off this uh, warrior success specifically i mean you've mentioned secondary school level as such but how, how do we keep people on board here
0: so that's, that's about uh, us providing opportunities across the country um, for competitions and uh, and tournaments at, at all age groups and, and levels to enable people to have the opportunity to play. Uh, we have a national nines tournament now for district nines tournament that at the beginning of the year. Which for some districts they can't field thirteen aside so teams because they just simply don't have enough players at the moment. But the nines gives us that opportunity to put districts on a, on a paddock and play a -a nine-a-side game and then at the top level we've now got international content back for the first time for men's international content we had some women's during COVID and obviously Kiwis played last year in June as well but now we've got the Pacific Championships that will be played this year and next year and massive triple header at Eden Park on the 21st of of October with Kiwi Samoa headlining it Um, and then the final in Hamilton on the 4th of November so you know, the act putting stuff on on and providing opportunities for kids to play and for fans to watch the game is the piggybacking off the Warriors' success is, is definitely in our you know plans.
1: Okay, uh, the obvious um, foe, I guess we'd like at the moment is uh, Australia. What's on the radar there?
0: Uh, in what sort of sense, I think, is it?
1: In, in terms of getting more regular competition, I think. I mean, oh. I think the, the 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 I think the the feeling now is uh, bring them on. You know.
0: Yeah, in terms of playing Australia uh, at the, at the yes. top end. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So we're playing. We are playing Australia on uh, Kiwi Ferns. Our women's team are playing in Townsville um, against Australia and in Melbourne against Australia this year. So there's two games to Kiwi Ferns. The Kiwis are playing in Melbourne on the, um, on the 28th as well, uh, 28th of October, and then uh, against Australia, and we are obviously hoping that we make the final of the Pacific Championships, uh, so it'll be Kiwis Australia and Hamilton on the 4th of November. Um, so, does t-
1: I was, I was sorry, just going to say, does time, does time, does time um, sort of uh, get in the way and opportunities and windows, et cetera, of a regular um, Kiwis um, Kangaroos contest, um, you know, like a Letterslow as such. Does it? I mean, it just seems to me the wave is is so high at the moment. Anything is possible.
0: Yeah. So we, we now have for the first time uh, in many years a, a settled calendar um, for rugby league that will see um, New Zealand men's and women's playing Australia on a much more regular basis and and hopefully twice a year, uh, if not more in some years. Um, so that's that's been established this, this year for the first time in a long time um so you're going to see that regular content and and we need to be playing australia both men's and women's because they are the world champions in both and and they are and we need to be playing the best more often
1: uh the npc uh, competition as such the, pacific, the national pacific championship uh, how's the levels of interest in that is that growing
0: um, yes, so it is. I mean, as I said before, those numbers across the, the t- our total player number are up 20% year on year. So it's pretty encouraging. Um, you know, it, it, they're always going to be at a level of those competitions because they are not the participation or they're not sort of high performance competitions mm-hmm. in the same way that the NRL is. But uh, but the the, the the interest in and the spread of those competitions now, as we bring more districts into into the into the discussion, as opposed to zones and um, that, that has been historically the thing. We want to we want to have brands like Canterbury and Waikato and Bay Plenty playing in there uh, as well to promote the interest because tribalism is a big part of our sport.
1: We've seen uh, two or three or four uh, Black Ferns hop across to uh, the the um, women's uh, NRL. Um, Mm -hmm. I think that because of the professional nature of it it's probably going to be an increasing thing is that uh, something we can focus on more for women's rugby league as well in New Zealand it's it's always been perceived as a pathway pathway for young men but what about the pathways through for, for women then?
0: yeah so the the n r l w is a competition you're referring to, and that's that's now um growing expanded this year and and it will expand again in the next couple of years um and the Warriors will join that join that competition if not uh well definitely by twenty twenty five if not earlier and that will provide an opportunity for our, for our female athletes to have a real pathway. Uh, I think it's a it, it's a, a very good opportunity for for young women to to aspire to because it is a proper professional competition played over you know a, a, re, a fairly reasonable duration during the year and and with reasonable payment levels for the first time in the latest collective bargaining agreement so a real really good opportunity for young girls to aspire to. <laughs>
1: Now then, uh, the possibility of the next uh, Rugby League World Cup. Uh, Where are we that with uh, a possibility of hosting it in New Zealand or or perhaps sharing it with the Pacific Islands? I mean, is that on the radar? Is that that at all possible, Greg?
0: Yeah, well, we we, we were public about that some uh, couple of months ago now, two or three months ago, and that's still live. Um, The IRL, the International Rugby League body, is running a truncated... Um, invitation to tender process that will hopefully finish by the end of this year and we, our bid's still live in that and our vision for that is it is New Zealand with the Pacific um, countries and a proper celebration of the cultures that play such a big part in, in New Zealand um, Rugby League but also in the NRL, the Maori and Pacifica uh, make up 48% now of NRL players so we want to celebrate that culture and, and do it in, in authentically uh, pacific way
1: how soon do you think it's a possibility if it was to come to pass i mean uh, how much planning goes into a, a rugby league of a, of that nation particularly if you, uh, of that nature particularly if you're going to perhaps take it uh, away from new zealand to the islands as well what what kind of scope are we looking at here
0: so it was 2025, which was um, the original scheduled year. That's now been pushed back to 26, so that gives us a bit more time, uh, which is a good thing because <laughs> it is a big undertaking. Um, they've also scaled back the number of teams from 16 at last year's World Cup to 10 to focus in on on, on the commercial viability of it and reducing costs somewhat. So that helps, uh, that helps uh, make it more manageable. Uh, and it's the last time in 26 when we'll have the men's, women's and wheelchair all playing on the same year. They're going to split that up um, in future, future iterations. So, you know, it's a uh, you know, big, big planning exercise, but we've got a bit more time to 2026 now and, uh, and it's uh, all very feasible to do, providing, of course, um, we get the tick from the IRL.
1: And the, uh, I guess the other thing from a New Zealand uh, perspective too, Greg, is uh, whilst we did win the Women's Rugby World Cup uh, with the Black fans being so successful, <coughs> it was thrilling. But it didn't go around New Zealand. Uh, you take it around New Zealand?
0: Uh, to yeah, to some extent, definitely. And with the with the ability to have the Women's a wheelchair as well, that gives us more ability to 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 move some matches uh, around New Zealand. But. Um, but you you also got to look at the commerciality of it and how many how many playoff games the playoff games need to need to be in the bigger centers obviously to to make the money that we need to do to make the whole thing commercially viable because it is yeah you know, it's a forty fifty million dollar proposition so you you have got to have some commerciality in, in it as well
1: on that basis then um uh, eden park uh with its capacity makes more sense than perhaps um, go media Mount Smart then Commercially
0: uh, Well the Mount Smart always has a place uh, it's, a, it's a natural home for rugby league In in New Zealand um, And there are, there are obviously smaller scale Matches that we could play there But when you look at capacity That is a big, a big factor in World Cups
1: Greg Peters uh, Always great to catch up with you Great to hear that plans are still uh, current They're still on the go for that um, Rugby League World Cup also uh, to the fact that uh, you've got uh, initiatives in place to cap- capitalise on what's happening in terms of the code uh, at the moment in this country. It's special. Hey, Greg, thanks for your time. Hope things are good with you.
0: Thank you. Up to Lars.